life, not others, with Tim Hoover and Steve Mittman. Back on the show with us today is Tim Spees. Tim's been on with us a couple times in the past. How are you, Tim? Good, good. Thanks for inviting me back. Yeah, our pleasure. Tim is a longtime martial artist, retired military, retired Secret Service. Yeah, he he's, um, we just talked about this the other day. We keep in touch and he is now retired and he is um, going through some changes. Obviously, like all of us are, especially now with everything going on with COVID, which is, I'm so tired of saying that word, but the bottom line, it is the truth. And life really is about change, constant. And we all say we hate it, but we must do it. We must be fluid. And if we don't change, we die, really, to be honest with you. And so here we are, you're changing, you retired, and now you moved to a place which was your, uh, you thought was going to be your, your golden egg, and you found out that it's not so, and you're moving again. And so you're really going through a lot of change. But in that process, one thing that has stayed with you throughout your whole career and most of your life has been the martial arts. Am I right? That's correct. Yeah, in, in some form, fashion, um, and I'll get into a little bit, but um, it's not always the physical. There's always the, the other aspects of it. I know in your state, you guys are very restrictive on what you can do. We're a little bit uh, lax down here. But still, when you, when you live in America, you have a lot of freedom when it's taken away it really bothers you. It bothers you mentally, physically, and I think, you know, spiritually, you start to wonder what's going on. So, you know, with that, like you said, I moved down here about a year and a half ago, and I started uh, trying to get some karate. Dojo's going. That didn't work. I was able to teach some students at a community center. That was good, but only lasted about two months. But then COVID hit, so I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. So then I had to sit back and reassess and You know, I kept with my martial arts and, but what I found was, is, you know, I'm 55 now. I'm like, do I need to be doing the same thing that I was doing for like 10, 15, 20 years? And I don't, I don't think you do. I think as a martial arts, you, you get to a certain plateau and then it flips. Now you're supposed to start helping the others that are working their way up. Going back to what you said, Tim, about life changes, families, marriages, when you go through those rough spots, you may take a break for literally six months, eight months or whatever, or you may like my case went in the military and I couldn't train with the specific style I wanted to. So I had to just do what I, what I could. And sometimes I didn't do it for a while, but it's ingrained in you. It never really leaves you. You just have to jump back on that horse and start riding around the yeah. corral a little bit. I think, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, you know, I do. I just read something. It's, it's pretty cool. You know, we talk about my wife and I talk about this a lot and the difference between nature and nurture. You know, how much of us are nature and how much of us are being nurtured. And we talk about the young kids now since we, I have a grandson and nature, nurture, nature, nurture, nature, nurture. What's the difference? Why, why do some get a little bit of this? Some don't. And then something comes into their lives and either just devastates them and they adjust to it or they fall backwards. And I come back to this, you know, God gives us the life to live, the spark to live. And then, you know, we have to somehow figure out how do we make the best out of it? How do we stoke the flame, so to speak? How do we breathe the breath of air into that flame and make it greater? Um, and it really, a lot of us sometimes just walk down this path thinking, well, it's just going to suit up for me. It's just going to work out. A lot of times it doesn't. And you have to just keep pushing. And I think the truth of it is, is that that one constant, you know, besides my faith, but that one constant in my life um, has been that railroad track of the martial arts. Yes, sometimes you make the adjustments, but that, that railroad track's still there. 
and it and it's it's it, you learn the hard ways, and I think by learning the hard ways, you learn to deal with life in its its hard ways as well. Tim, something I, you said uh, made this enter my mind, but you're like the perfect guest to have on uh, regarding this topic. You talked about our state. Now, you're further south than us, but we're in Pennsylvania. We happen to have a lot of restrictions in our state. Out of adversity comes growth. Out of restrictions come growth. But here's where I'm going with this. When you think about it, the martial arts, karate, came out of restrictions. People were not allowed to carry weapons. People were not allowed to exercise their rights. I mean, their rights were taken away from them back then. So what happened? Well, they had to learn how to defend themselves, the different tribes, the different communities, and they learned uh, to use what they had at their fingertips literally to protect their way of life. Now we know them as bow staffs, but they were just sticks and just, uh, you know, farming tools and farming utensils and, and just learning how to protect their women, their children, and even women developed different fighting styles and techniques because they had to learn how to, you know, survive with restrictions placed upon them. Right. Um, you know, if there's, if there's one thing <clears throat> that I try to teach students is that, you know, you go down this, this path of life and there's a lot of things that can happen to you negatively. Like, you know, you can get in a car accident or you can't control that because the other person, um, you, walk through the supermarket and someone rams you with their cart. The one thing you can do, and it gives you so much confidence and really so much freedom is that if you can defend yourself, big guy, a group of people, whichever, if you can defend yourself, what else is there in life? I personally think that's the ultimate. Now you have to understand some, I've been in some <clears throat> jobs where flying around an aircraft you know, being with presidents, vice presidents, being on rope lines. So I've had more time to think about it and prepare and train for it. No, when, you say, when you say rope lines, explain that. Uh, a rope line is basically when you're at an event and the the person of of interest or principal, like the president, vice president, when they get done with their speech, many times they walk down to the crowd and there's a rope line, stanchions or rope or whichever. And they like to shake hands and just talk to the general public. Well, Secret Service goes with him down there. And our, our main job is to make sure that nobody has anything. They don't try to do anything. They don't try to grab them and pull them into the crowd or whatever. So when you're put in that position, you literally are watching people to see what they have in their hands, why their hands are in their pockets. Um, it's called starstruck. They'll put their hand out and they'll start to shake the hand and they, they can't let go because they are literally mesmerized. Yeah. And so I've seen it. And what happens is we have techniques on how to get their hands off, how to get their arms off. Um, sometimes they put their arms around and get their picture and they get a little too, too huggy, a little too tight. And you can actually see where the, the uh, protective starting to like cringe a little bit, like, Hey, he's pinching my neck. So these are, you know, these are things we look out for. And when you're, when you're pushed in that position, you just, it, it elevates you. It really elevates you and it's a motivator. So, you know, I think that being put in those positions, even still before that, when I was doing karate, if I could defend myself, literally, if you can walk down that, that dark street in the bad part of town and you feel so confident that, yeah, I can defend myself. I'm not saying I can kick everybody's butt, but if I could defend myself and get out of there without a weapon, what more, that, that's the greatest thing in life, I think. But I really do. 
It, it, it is. And I, I think self-defense is, is used in such a limited term sometimes. Martial artists can get self-defense. They think right away, you know, defending somebody with a gun, knife, boom, kick, punch. But if you're just generally out there, you're not training, you think about self-defense. I want everybody to just think about this. Think about just saying it backwards, defending self. The self is a very whole individual. And that self-defense is defending you from all different ways of, of life, of breaking you down. Or it could be somebody's... Um, just attitude. It could be somebody's overbearing personality and mouth that goes off in your face. Um, it doesn't have to be just physical. And a lot of times, personally, you're defending yourself against yourself. At the end of the day, when you, you think about pure self-defense, it's about that stuff that comes into your head that can ruin your day and you just don't let it happen because you just right. don't want to lose the day. You don't want to lose the time. Life is short. That's so and, true. And you know, in today's society, some people get very, very agitated where they're just in your face because of what they believe in. And I think as martial artists, we train that we don't let go of that discipline inside and we let the words just fly by us as long as they don't get physical. But also so, it's, um, you know, thank goodness many of us won't ever have to physically defend ourselves against a gun, a knife, a punch, an attack, etc. But yet one thing we all have in common, I can guarantee you is what you just talked about, Tim. We all have those demons, if you will, inside ourselves. That's one thing I, I am 100% positive of. We all have that within us. We are our own worst enemies. Every single human ever living uh, has to defend oneself against that for yeah. sure. Yeah, it, it's so true. And I know we're, we're subject to time here. And we'll do another one, Tim. We'll do another one. But I, okay. it just brings me back to what your subject matter is. And I just want to tell you the story because I told it on many, many episodes ago. And it's, it's important to relate to this real quick. Um, a little boy in our school, Eddie Irconis, was, was um, uh, dealing with cancer, lost all his hair and so on. And it was horrible. And I had cancer prior. And I knew that the fight was within myself. And I knew that. And I could identify with him. And one Saturday afternoon, I had a sword. Um, a katana in, in the school I wasn't using, and I decided to wrap it up and 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 put it inside his trailer. I didn't realize that you know he was in the house, and when I arrived there in my car, so I had to crawl <laughs> through his front yard because I didn't want him to know. And I got there; it was raining, so thank goodness I had it wrapped. I got there to the front door, opened up the front door, which was unlocked, and I set it up against the side wall, and I left. And I wrote a note. His father still has it. And I said, fight the enemy inside, fight the enemy inside. Now, when you look at a sword, a lot of times people think it's for the outward battle, but this was for his inward battle. And that comes back in my life as, as, a, as something that I need to do. And I need to learn these lessons by fighting and using that sword to fight the demons inside myself and to become better and stronger as change comes along. Now, as you're going through retirement and you're processing this and you're trying to settle down, the first place wasn't the right place. But you, with your right. background, will make it happen. Sooner or later, you're going to make it happen. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> it's true. I mean, sometimes you think what is best is really not. It's like, I'll use a saying. I had someone tell me one time, you don't want to live where you vacation. Yeah. Because vacation is vacation. It's a special place. And, yeah. I, I, you know, I kind of learned that. Yeah. It's true. I like that. Thank you, Tim. Okay, I'd, like to, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to just say, you know, attack life, Cobra Kai. Good night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, John Crease. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to Attack Life, Not Others. Subscribe to our podcast. And for more on our way of life through the martial arts, go to hoovercarate.com.
This has been a Steve Mittenin social media creation. Steve Mittenin social media.com.